0: It is the deep dive, I'm joined by Josh Williams for this one and we are collectively saying what on earth are Liverpool thinking, obviously the news broke last week, David Lynch did a piece about it for this is Anfield.com uh, we've spoken to uh, Neil Jones who doesn't seem to think that Liverpool are really in for Andre either. we've spoken to journalists over in Brazil uh, here at Redben TV and they say that they are but Liverpool are now basically saying to sort of, their journalists that they're not in for him me and Josh, you were on holiday last Week um, probably pulling your hair out. I was in here pulling my hair out. What the hell are Liverpool doing? Type of thing. Um, first thoughts? Uh,
1: yeah, a bit surprised. Um, Just li- today? Well, the, the, literally the last deep dive I did <laughs> was with Dan saying Andre is great. So that that it didn't bode well for that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I expected us to chase him. Not necessarily because he's what we need, but because he's what we will not have when Thiago goes mm. so I, I i figured like clock was almost rebuilding the midfield with the same pro with similar profiles as what he had previously using different individuals and if he wants to control it this was your man and we're going to touch on how he is that in a minute but um if you if you want that kind of player i thought this lad was perfect for it and he was going to cost a decent price and stuff but uh, the tables have turned a little bit, haven't
0: you? Yeah, I suppose they have. And I suppose let, let's let's do why we like Andre first. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that deep dive that you did a couple of weeks ago, so we won't labour on it, but we've got a couple of graphics from that deep dive, which will explain to any new viewers why we thought Andre was so good.
1: Yeah, so these are from a few weeks ago. So apologies for whoever's already seen it. But um, in terms of, like, the player that Andre is and the numbers, he looks like your signature controller, like your signature conductor of, of moves. He'll slow the game down for you. He'll dictate things and stuff like that, and you can see that in the numbers. So, this is the first one, and this is just the Brazilian Serie A this season. Midfielders only, and everyone on that graphic has played a minimum of nine hundred minutes. And as you can see, in terms of touches per ninety, Andre is is comfortably at the top of the league. Um, the only lad who's anywhere near him is a lad called Gabriel Neves, who I've never heard of. Mm. don't know about you. Uh, but other than that, there's quite a significant gap between the next player, you know, averaging like 90 touches per 90, which is a lot for, for any player, really.
0: Um, Especially as an average, you see it in one off games. Isn't that's what it? I mean, the yeah. big thing about that graph for me, Josh, and it's completely irrelevant to the conversation, is I just thought every Brazilian had one name. <laughs> um, there seems to be a lot of lads there with two names. Like, did he just. Shorten it when they get big and good, or what, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I here? don't
1: know. Some of them are great names, don't they? You've got an Allison in there, as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Tina? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mikeon. Yeah, yeah. Ganso. That ring's up. I think he's a
0: teammate, actually. At, at this point, we're just reading names, but <laughs> Fausto Vera. I mean, it <laughs> sounds like he'd be great.
1: Yeah, some of these sound like
0: superheroes, mate, to be honest. <laughs> 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 uh, if Eric Pulgar. That doesn't sound Brazilian, <laughs> does
1: it? What, what does that say there? Is that Ale. Ale. I mean, that's a great name. He's it? on it. Yeah, he's on it there. If we move on though <laughs> to like another element of Andre's game, this is his pass completion on one axis and his progressive passes paying ninety on the other axis, just to kind of capture what he does on the ball. And as you can see, again, compared to the same players, nobody gives the ball away less than him. I think his pass completion is about ninety four percent, which is ridiculous. And in terms of moving the ball forward, he's it's tough. Fairly progressive as well, yeah. Um So that was kind of the player that I painted with Dan a couple of weeks ago as like this conductor, similar to Thiago, who's always on the ball, never loses it, lots of touches, very dominant. Um Liverpool are losing Thiago at the end of the season, probably. So I figured, even though he's not like a destroyer, he's not like a Fabinho or anything like that, or like a Decore that we were linked with, or a Polinia or anything like that, but he's... It gives you control, basically. Mm-hmm. And Liverpool have been moving towards that that midfield dynamic where everyone in, the pit, everyone in the midfield department just basically kills you by keeping the ball. Let's just keep balling. Like, very Guardiola, to be honest. Yeah. And I figured we were moving towards that, but maybe not.
0: Well, I suppose this is the thing. I mean, let's take it back now, move away from Andre and think of... I suppose it, it, this is a bit of a think piece to try and understand what Liverpool are doing uh, more than anything. Yeah. Um, to try and come up with some theories as to why Liverpool might have dropped interest in Andre, if that is indeed uh, what they've done. Like, I think back, I, I was talking to Dan about this yesterday, I was thinking back to Jude you know, Bellingham. And when Liverpool said, listen, we're not in for Jude Bellingham, there was an understanding that it was too much money and there was too much to be done in the squad. And for one player, we could get three players in. Whether you agreed or you disagreed with that sentiment, you could understand the thought.
1: Mm.
0: Of, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Our feels really shit. Yeah. We do need three players. Yeah. One might not be enough, so get three players in rather than one. I can understand that. For me, it feels different because this is a lad we have supposed to have been after for months and months now, and yet nothing's really changed. We haven't said, you know, we've got the money, I think, to, to buy him. His price isn't that's, that's, outrageous. That's the curious
1: thing for me, yeah. The, the room would fear. You're, you're chatting like 20, 30 million. Which Premier League terms is not very much at all
0: for um, a 22 year old as well.
1: Yeah, and I think I think there's kind of shades of Enzo Fernandez in there as well before he moved to Benfica, when he was in um, I think it was River, was it River or Porto? He played for. I think it was River, um, but I might be wrong on that. But when he was over there, he was he was kind of really shining um, to the extent where Benfica brought him over. Then he ends up going to Chelsea for the 100 million as this real midfield conductor basically who moves the ball forward a lot, um, really reliable and, and gives you a real foothold in the middle of the park. Anze looks relatively similar in, in 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 many ways, really, as, like, currently playing in South America, only 22 years old, recently became an international for Brazil. And Liverpool looked like they were kind of cutting the corner to get him in before he makes that kind of £100 million pound move to the Premier League or whatever. So, price-wise, it looked like we were Maybe doing a bit of a Brighton and going to source, but again, maybe not.
0: But the bad thing is with the with the Brighton stuff, and obviously Alexis McAllister came from what well, I think it was Boca for him, wasn't it? Maybe or, I can't remember now. Um, regard he, he came from Argentinos Juniors. Yes, that's and right. He spent Sorry, yeah. time on loan at Boca. That's right. I know that one. So, in terms of that. You know, it's a, it's a small fee for Alexis McAllister. Obviously, we've brought Nunes over, who's come through Portugal. We've brought um, Diaz over, who's come through Portugal as well. Um, so this is, you know, you could understand Liverpool going, well, actually, let's go and get it at source. But the prices that we're talking about from Brazil is actually a lot higher than the prices that the other teams have brought them over for. You know, yeah. you might have been able to get all three of them for £10 million <laughs> quid, for example. Yeah. Um, those players that I mentioned. Whereas, you know, Andre would be £20-30 I suppose one of the other rumours is that Liverpool don't want to hinder the progress of Stefan Bacetic. Mm. And I kind of get that. I do. But also, I kind of thought that Ender was brought in because there was a concern over Bacetic's injury and him not being able to be used before the new year and I said this on shows right at the start of the season that I actually thought that Endo might have been the Bacetic replacement because his injury might be worse than we th- first feared or it might not heal but this is a lad that's been out for eight months and so to hinder his development you to get that but he's actually spent more time out of the first team than in the first team and I don't want us to not sign someone in case I love Bacetic but in case he's an injury prone player
1: yeah he's still like, a teenager as well like, he's, he's, he's literally a teenager, Percentage Andre, for me as well, is a slightly different type of player. I, I think if if everything goes according to plan for percentage, I know he's thrived at times as an eight, but in this system, for me, he's not an eight because the eight is expected to do that and play close to the final third. I don't see percentage doing that. I think if everything goes according to plan for percentage over the next couple of years, peak, I think he could be alone six, person a bit like a Rodri or a bit like a, a kind of a version of a Busquets almost, that that iteration of player. Um, whereas we've just established already that Andre is a bit more of a controlling type, maybe suited to playing as part of a two. If we're going back to the original Liverpool midfield makeup where he was a three, Andre wouldn't be playing where Fabinho was, Andre mm. would be playing where... Wijnaldum played where Thiago played as like the kind of left-sided controller type. So I think there's a... I think the two could coexist. But maybe the the kind of um, desire to not get in possession waist that just stems from bodies, just having too many midfielders in there where once possession gets fit again, where where does he get minutes? And if Andrzej is added to the mix again, it's just another player for him to compete with, even though he's different.
0: I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, but then I suppose you you do you, you would have to say that, well, I know Tiago's not involved in this conversation because he's injured as well, but there's a body with a body down from Tiago. Yeah. at the end of this season when he probably leaves Liverpool and there is a space for the player I mean just thinking about you know Andre specifically again you know we've always said that he's more than just a destroyer and he's not a destroyer he's more that controller type of a player but you know is there anything with Andre where you look at maybe what Arsenal are doing in the big games and this is something I said on last week's deep dives is Arsenal during the big games this season your Manchester Cities, your Chelsea's. you know they're big rivals they've played Jorginho there and moved Declan Rice there Mm. and the other way now they've switched them for the, the games where they're supposed to beat them, they throw Declan Rice in now. In some ways, I don't know why I switched those magnets; that was pointless, wasn't it? Uh, both <laughs> just red magnets, um, but in some ways, that's sort of the anti what you would do because Jorginho's a controller, not a destroyer.
1: Mm. He's
0: not a defensive midfielder like a Makaleli or anything, and yet they've put him in in those big games because they want the controller in those in those games. Now, I always thought that was I thought that was quite interesting and. Maybe something that Liverpool would be moving towards is that like it doesn't really matter. We don't actually want a destroyer, but with him not being linked and the form so far of McAllister in the six and Endo in the six, maybe Liverpool think actually we, we kind of do need a destroyer.
1: Well, again, going back to it, like if, if you look at the kind of midfield as like a as a full department, you just you just want every different type of player in there, ideally. Um, and we've got like certain boxes ticked now based on what we've already got in, but we're still lacking destroyer because we've lost we've lost Fabinho we haven't got that kind of player who will just naturally be a dog and win, win the ball for you all the time and stuff like that so we're still lacking that and in terms of the console, we've got him at the minute in, in Thiago but he's never playing and he's he's gonna leave the club at the end of the season so we're gonna need a console as well would you say McAllister is that
0: well this is kind of the thing is that McAllister I think I think there's two conversations. So there's one the around console. McAllister and there's one around Endo. And McAllister does fall into the controller category. Yeah. And my ish, and I, I, again, we've kind of sp- spoken about him a lot, but maybe not with you you so much. It's always interesting to get your thoughts on it. But I don't think McAllister's as bad defensively, as people say. I think there are clear elements in his game that need improvement. And for me, that's defending in transition. That's where I think he yeah. it needs to improve. I think in his general, when everyone's in a block and they've managed to get back and all that type of so stuff, he's fine. He's a good tackler. Actually, yeah. if, if nothing else, his positioning's is really good. He intercepts the ball a lot. Um, his tackles and interceptions over the course of this season so far have been really high. Um, much better than his peers in, in some cases. Um, we touched like, on that, to me. We? Yeah, well, I did that last week on the deep dive as well and we touched on it a few weeks ago and... But the defending in the transition is where I think we have a problem, and that's not just McAllister. Mm. I think that's that's a team thing at the moment. Like I think Fabinho was excellent at that. Yeah, absolutely. That was where why he was our defensive midfielder for so long. He was brilliant at it. I think when you then talk about Endo, maybe Josh. Endo, there's a school of thought that he could just be learning the role like Fabinho did. But my my argument to that would be that's great. I understand that, but he's thirty years old. How long is he actually going to be doing it for us for? Yeah. If he's he's learning, that well was my th- yeah.
1: That was my thought recently. I've seen the piece saying he's just doing what Fabinho was doing, where he's getting to grips with it behind the scenes, and he's going to end up making a claim for a starting spot. But I, that was my first thought. I was like, yeah, but he's thirty though. Like, if he finally gets to grips with it around Christmas, great. But like he's already 30 so he's already not the player he was so even if he gets to grips with it tactically like in his head and stuff like that familiarity with the role, Premier League he, he still can't run comparison to, to the mm. player that he was three years ago so I thought that was a weird narrative personally yeah um,
0: and but, on the McAllister one then sorry it's interrupt Josh, no, on. on the McAllister one could is there a thing where Liverpool have looked at it and gone we actually really like him as that six yeah and we don't need a replacement. Could that just be the simple answer? Yeah. Because now we're Birch and Sobersly and Kurt Jones. Do you need McAllister further up the pitch? And did he play well further up the pitch when he got his opportunity last week anyway?
1: Yeah, I, it, I think it's just... We, we all kind of want that destructive player, though, don't we, in the box? Like, if you think of the way it works, again, i think of the think of the four players occupying them roles there. <laughs> Trent. <laughs> like, you've got Trent there, literally the most offensively creative fullback the Premier League's ever seen, really. Then you've got Soboslai, who has plenty of experience throughout his career as a forward, Oof. and he's playing there. Similar with Jones, in the sense of also has experience as a forward, very attack-minded. But he is fairly well-rounded, to be fair, and so is Soboslai. And then you've got McAllister, who has spent a fair majority of his career as a number 10. So it's just such an attacking... Formation of four, and,
0: and you have got Gravenberch as well, yeah. who's never met Allison.
1: Doesn't <laughs> yeah. know where our goal is. Yeah, yeah. He only
0: knows where, off, where their goal is because his face touches towards it every single time.
1: Yeah, Harvey Elliott, another one, experiences a forward when he went on Blackburn at loan. On loan, he uh, played really well as a as a as Mo Salaford basically. Yeah. So we don't really have anyone who's like, hang on a minute, what's going to happen if we lose the ball here? And even McAllister, at times, I have felt on the ball. He's just, he's thought, I'll try that. And he's tried it, it's been intercepted. It's been on him to then intercept the ball and regain it. And he can't do it as well as Fabinho did in transition. So, I don't know, it's interesting. I think Andre, I said, would have come in and been very like McAllister has been. But he would have been more reliable on the ball and and lost it less and tried less just because he's not as much of a name-up-and-lights player. But... If we're not getting them, uh, it'll be interesting to see whether the long-term plan is just McAllister plays there, or if we're gonna get into some form of like destructive player, like a I don't know, like Florentino Luis or something like that.
0: I suppose the other thing in all of this is we could say maybe Liverpool think McAllister's the long-term plan, but we kind of heard rumblings of McAllister doing it because he has to, hmm. not because he wants to. Like we've heard those sort of rumours, haven't we, over the last few months that he's doing a job for the team, but he can't wait to get back in his natural position. That doesn't sound like this is the long-term plan for this player, or at least McAllister's not agreed for this being the long-term plan. Yeah, but I think the only issue, though, is
1: if you were to play, um, say you was to sign Rodri and play Rodri there, you do have like almost too much competition for the eights. When you think about it, like especially if we get, say, we get knocked out of a of a domestic cup, which is entirely possible, like in a normal season, you have, you have a, a ton of competition for them spots. Like you've got Elliott, Gravenberg, Jones, Soboslai, McAllister. That that's a where's percentage going to play when he comes back? You got Endo wanting Darn-o, to get minutes. Gakpo. Yeah, Gakpo. Yeah, in our last deep dive, we literally talked about Gakpo playing as number eight. Um, Tiago I forgot about yeah so it's it's, it's a ton of players we've
0: probably still got eight somewhere <laughs> yeah I know. yeah
1: <laughs> um, we've got a ton of players mate for the eights so maybe it's it's to do with that did you see Ian Graham's recent interview though no he did an interview recently and obviously he's left the club now but one of his interesting takes in the interview was from like a data perspective one of the things he'd like to try if he was a coach is just playing more attackers. Like, just playing as many attackers as possible, even if they're like here and here, um, and finding a way to get them to behave as a collective, but not playing like a... a Paul Konchesky because he's a fullback, you know, just finding a way to play a load of attackers. Isn't that
0: what Newcastle did in the nineties under Kevin Keegan? <laughs> he could quite easily just go back and check that side. Now they did. Yeah, I know, but it's it's it is kind of what we're doing now, though.
1: It is, yeah. you, and I've and I touched on it as like it doesn't make sense because in a way it doesn't. But mate, we're, we're one point behind Man City, and that's with a team of attackers really. And maybe this is just kind of Liverpool's way of doing it now, where we just want to play. We, we want to be as offensive as possible, profile wise. And it's not really hurting us as much as many of us thought it would. No,
0: it, it's definitely not, is it? And I, 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 I was, like look, maybe moving it on again. You know, maybe there is a, an understanding that Liverpool don't need a controller because they've got McAllister. Mm. Liverpool don't need eights. So where would Andre fit in? What is the gaping hole? The gaping hole is a destroyer. Do we need a destroyer that's going to be a first teamer? every single game or do we need a destroyer that's going to be able to come in and spell controllers
1: Mm.
0: you know and if that's the case then do we have Endo for that already
1: well maybe the plan will just be kind of like what we've been doing so far with McAllister primarily starting there Endo getting to grips with it a bit more and playing a bit more of a prominent role once he's got to grips with it and maybe seeing out his contract at Liverpool and I think maybe it could be a case of like the next windows. Maybe we look at the, the defensive departments, and we don't return to the midfield until Endo, is he 30? Maybe we don't return to the midfield to find that destroyer until he's like 32 or something like that. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. It depends on the market. We, we we established a couple of months ago that the whole midfield market, the destroyers, is, it's a dead market. There's not much out there. Um, and there's so, actually
0: not that many teams playing with full on the strikers anymore, is there? No, no, no. And you could
1: argue if we did, maybe we'd have fewer points. It's arguable because we'd, we'd have less of an offensive threat. Um, I mean, and
0: currently, we're the, uh, the joint best defence in the league. Which is mad, by the way. You see that? See that this week? That's, I think that's crazy. I,
1: I checked it and I was like, hang on. So, despite the narrative, Liverpool have conceded the joint fewest goals in the Premier League, two fewer than Manchester City, who have like flawless
0: perfect balance
1: it's just weird isn't
0: it yeah and but they conceded four at the weekend otherwise <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. Um, oh, yeah 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 it was the weekend wasn't it I suppose, uh, there was another thing I wanted to just briefly touch upon before we maybe wrap up there was an article on Liverpool.com it was Ben Boxack is that how you say it
1: oh I should is know he your he's, he's, a, he's a colleague mate yeah I should know him but uh, I think it's Bozak or something Bozak I might be wrong <laughs> I hope if you're wrong I think
0: you should I
1: think you...
0: listen He's your mate. Yeah. If you just, tell me just him because he's Hungarian and he's all... Is he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. listen, Big Ben wrote an article <laughs> on Liverpool.com a few days ago uh, and he said that Fabinho... Uh, we need a Fabinho, so that destroyer type of thing, not a McAllister. And therefore, Andre's not the right guy as he sees him more similar to McAllister than Fabinho, which I think we've kind of just said as well. Mm. He also said it made sense in the summer that we were scrambling around for a player and wanted Andre. Um, but g- given more time... He thinks we'd be better off finding the perfect solution. Do you you agree or disagree with your colleague? To um, Fabinho solution To us spending the time and getting the right player and not rushing into Andre?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's kind of what I've just mentioned in terms of, like, maybe Endo will just occupy the spot with McAllister for, like... I mean, we've kind of painted a a kind of situation where that will only be for a season. Or even for six months if we can get to in January. But I think it could be longer. I don't think Liverpool will sign a player to upgrade on him immediately in, in you know, inside twelve months. I think Endo could be around this spot for about two seasons with McAllister until Liverpool find the next great DM. Because as as we've said, the next the current market is not great for that. And you don't just want to go and sign Just someone from the middle of the table because he's a DM when in reality he's just not that great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm in in favour of him, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And then I suppose the the last thing before we get into some of the comments and stuff would be if you were in charge of Liverpool Football Club, would you be signing, Andre? It's a difficult one because I can see the logic for and
1: against it. I I, I do think we need a... Well, we don't need, when I say need a controlling type of player, that's because we're not going to have one Mm -hmm. when Thiago leaves. You could argue McAllister's taken up that spot, that mantle. I wouldn't disagree with that. I don't really think we need many more number eights as we stand. But is still to come back and you do want space for him. So I can see both sides. I think Anze looks great and he, he looks like he could come to Europe and make a real impact. But... Maybe he is just being regarded as too similar to McAllister to be worth signing, but it will be annoying if he goes to somewhere like a portal <laughs> or a. And they'll be signing for and, and, and does really well, yeah, that'll be annoying. So would you?
0: I thought I'd skate to, to the Rhine that one there. Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're, we're not at the fucking Tory party, we have to answer questions on the show. <laughs> um, obsessed with the Tories today? I fucking hate the Tories. Second time, that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like us again, yeah. Okay, I'd definitely sign Andre for what it's worth. I think we still might. I think there might be something to do with gamesmanship here. Mm. Because, it, you know, the Brazilian journalists are saying he wants to come to the Premier League. league. Stuff, yeah. Liverpool, they there might be something here where Liverpool have gone, well, hang on a minute. We told you six months ago we wouldn't unsettle the player if. You agree on selling them at that price, and then all of a sudden they're leaking out to Fulham, putting a bid in and a tire, and there's a sell-on clause and all this type of stuff. And Liverpool would be like, "The fuck, lads! Yeah. We're shook on this type yeah. of thing." Like, it, do you think there's a little bit of gamesmanship in there? Possibly,
1: and you've got to bear in mind they've just won the the couple of Libertadores so maybe there's a bit of like a, a bit of an ego boost in there where they're thinking like we can fleece Liverpool when in reality Liverpool probably aren't going to let that happen. We don't need this player as much as. We needed midfield reinforcement six months ago, so we probably are in a position now compared to before where we can just say, you know what, if you're trying to take us to the cleaners, we'll, we'll swear with them.
0: What would you feel like if Fulham signed them? Weird. <laughs> what would you feel like if Fulham signed them? and we bought Polina?
1: <laughs> that would be funny, yeah.
0: But I think Polina's slightly moved past that, I I think so. I mean, yeah, he was literally I think he's in his like, airport, <laughs> gutted yeah. on deadline day, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So but, I think we know where he's going.
1: But I'd be interested to see him in the Premier League, though. I would expect it to be Brighton, though, no, rather than Fulham, just because I expect Brighton to do this sort of thing nowadays. But, yeah, okay. I don't know, it's ones to watch, any...
0: we had a super chat here from Robin Hood, who was given taken from the rich and given to the poor. Thank you so much. Uh, McAllister doesn't have the pace, physicality, or defensive mindset to be a six and never will. Our system requires a specialist DM, so we need one ACP. I suppose on that one, it's kind of what we've told before. I'm not 100% certain that we do need a specialist DM, Andre Defensive isn't that though, there. by the way. And Andre's not that. Yeah, Andre's right. not a
1: specialist DM, and he's not particularly physical. He's about the same height as McAllister. He's about the same build as him. He's not your your, your absolute monster, horrible DM. So if people think he's that, he's not. Yeah,
0: no, he's not. He's not. But um, I suppose he's talking about McAllister as well, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is interesting, isn't it? Of course. So yeah, we had a, a few more comments uh, in here. Um, let's have a little look at some of them. Don't be worried about Endo getting minutes, probably back in Germany next year anyway, he says Jerry Ten, who clearly isn't a fan, which is like quite amusing <laughs> as well, to be fair. Um, I just can't see Liverpool ever doing that, having a player for the year
1: and then getting with him. I mean, I think he was... It was we're, Davies, we're, wasn't
0: there, Ben Davies, who made his first appearance at Anfield, four Rangers.
1: Yeah, but that he was like 500 grand, was Yeah. You know, so... Which is mad, that's we, a
0: lot of money.
1: Yeah, we had it with <laughs> Fabio Carvalho as well, didn't we, a little bit. But I think that was because of, um, what's the word, turbulence behind the scenes, maybe you can say.
0: Yeah. Uh, Henry Hell is Andrew. will end up at Benfica or Porto for sure." and Cosmic Wanderer just says, cheap minge bag owners. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. That has been the deep dive for today. Uh, we've got another one uh, called The Curious Case of Cody Gakpo. Uh, that's out on redmenplus.com now. If you want to go over and check it out, it we'll give you two months for 50% off as a monthly captain using the code deep um it was easy to remember wasn't it uh, josh thank you so much for joining me again absolute pleasure as always they've pulled your finger out and sign andre uh, can't be talking about a fella for six months and not sign him ala bellingham ala andre ala this has happened loads over the years it, it, it unfortunately does happen uh, thank you so much to everyone who's joined us live don't forget to like the video and i'll see you next time Ta-ra. planning for your next trip